I want to thank ReviewBiz for sponsoring today's episode. By the way, did you know that reviews are today's digital word of mouth? It's also one of the most valuable business and marketing assets you have. If you're not maximizing your review strategy, then ReviewBiz platform can help you. Let ReviewBiz inspire your members to give you your first five reviews for only $1. To get started, just go to reviewbiz.io forward slash try. Don't buy into the stories that other people are telling about you. So don't buy into the things people say about you. I was very moldable people, you know, someone would make fun of me and I lived in that and I became a victim. So for me, it would be like, really know who you are, which is hard at eight, seven or eight, but don't believe the naysayers and don't give any time or credence or effort or mental fortitude or thought into anybody who doesn't say anything but great things about you. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Gym Owners Grow Zone Podcast. I'm your host, Andres Escobar, and I'm ready to share this episode and conversation I had with our guest, Scott Ramage. Scott owns Media Machine VAs, which is a company that offers complete VA solution for gyms. With over 10 years of experience in the fitness industry, he enjoys helping gym owners solve their problems and grow their business. And I'm so glad to have him here for you guys. You can find out more information about him at vamediamachine.com. If this is your first time listening to our podcast and you like what you're hearing, go ahead and follow us on your favorite platform. We appreciate your support and are truly thankful for it. Also, when you're listening to the show and you think of a friend, do them a favor, share it with them because sharing is caring and it's just a nice thing to do. You all know that. My last ask is simple. Since we are new, we need ratings and reviews. We would greatly appreciate it if you would help us reach a wider audience by leaving your feedback. By the way, if you have any other comments or feedback, feel free to connect directly with me through Instagram at meetesco. And I love to hear your suggestions and comments. So go ahead and share that with me. You can also find me on LinkedIn at Andres Escobar, the number one. Now, as we dive into Scott's episode, I'm so intrigued to get your opinion and your thoughts on what Scott had to share with you guys. Let's go ahead and jump in and listen to our conversation. Hey guys, it's Andres and I want to welcome Scott Ramage to the show. Thanks for coming, Scott. Welcome to our Gym Owners Growth Zone and I really am so excited because we met on our your podcast and now you're on our podcast and I am now opening our audience to you and I'm so happy that you're here. Coming full circle. It's really exciting to be here, Andres. You know, you and I have kind of developed a friendship since then. It's been golly, six, seven, eight months since you've been on my podcast. So about time, man. <laughs> about time, man. Yes, yes, yes. No, we're for sure. We're sure. You know, power of podcasts. I know you're gonna share with us that as yeah. well. But before you do, I want to really welcome you and showcase you. If you can share with us your origin story of, of your beginnings, of how you got into the gym world mm -hmm. and, and what you're doing now, like that would be awesome if you could share that okay. with us. Yeah. So I think a little context before that, I've been an entrepreneur kind of like full-fledged since 2004. And that was, you know, whatever. It wasn't in the gym industry. It wasn't the fitness, kind of like in the fitness industry. But 
I actually had really great success in the supplement industry as well. And I was realizing that, you know, my own fitness was a little, a little wanting. And I was, I kind of lost the love for working out and I found CrossFit. So some people might just turn this off right now, (laughs) (laughs) but I found CrossFit and like me being an entrepreneur, I'm like, well, I can do this better. Right. I mean, don't we all do that? Anybody who starts a business, like I can do this better. Yeah. So I dove into CrossFit and it was just months until I was like, I've got to go get my level one. I've got to go get like all my ducks in a row. And I opened a gym and hired a seasoned head coach because I was new to this. Like, you know, I was coming out of education. I'd been an educator for years and owned businesses for years, but I I was coming out of education. So teaching, coaching is second nature to me. It's something that I love to do. It gives me tons of energy and I, I feel like I'm talented in that area. So I opened my first gym in 2014, my first and only gym, and it was actually incredibly successful. It was really, really amazing work. I actually sold it because my fa- I wanted to relocate my family to Texas. So we actually didn't sell it because we were tired of it. We sold it for just a lifestyle change. So that's when I got into the fitness industry and have stayed in there ever since. And I have worked for kind of a tech service startup for gyms. And came in early on that team, built them up to a very robust business, consulted with them for three years, I believe, and then created my own business out of needs that I was finding in the gym industry. And so I have been just so fortunate, especially through that startup. It was level method and it was it's for CrossFit and functional fitness gyms. And it was such an amazing opportunity to get more immersed in really the business world side of gym ownership and gyms. And what I really was thankful for was the fact that I started meeting and working with gym owners all over the world. And so like I had just as many gym owners I was working with in. Wait, wait, did you guys catch that all over the world? All over the world. Wow. Yeah, it was so incredible. So I traveled to Sweden twice for a conference there and met people, went to gyms in other parts of the world. And I would say half of my clients were outside of the United States and Canada. And it was just absolutely amazing to immerse myself in the world of gym owners. And I'd already gone through a lot of business training and a lot of systems training. I'm, I'm a systems guy. So I started to get a really close insight into, you know, what a gym owner's world was outside of my view, having done it myself. Right. And Cause I'd gotten to the point in my gym running it where, you know, I got, I was at the point where I was coaching exactly how much I wanted to and systems were in place, things were happening. And I was, I was like, this is the worst time in the world to sell a gym because I just set this thing up for success. I have a lot of growth and membership. I had a really, really robust system or program for kids, wow. which from the teaching world, I was able to bring in homeschool and private school PE into my system. So I started getting government money to run these kids through my system in the downtimes of a CrossFit gym, you know, noon, one. Sure. And then all their parents would come and then the business just exploded. People, you know, like their parents like, well, we got to work out here. And then I had all this set up and I'm like, I'm relocating my family. I'm moving. (laughs) And so that's why my gym ownership wasn't super long lived. But like I said, I've been so fortunate to be inside of this industry. And When I worked for Level Method, I got the privilege of running masterminds. I learned a lot about business systems. I learned a lot about personal systems. And then I started running masterminds for gym owners. And you get into this world of gym owners, you know, the 
challenges, the struggles, they're very similar across the board over and over and over and over again. I just became incredibly passionate and tried to learn as absolutely much as I could about how to improve the lives of these small business owners who quite often really have to work ridiculous hours for even maybe a decent paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy the hours that they put in. It's, it really is yeah. astronomical. Yeah. Well, some have cracked that code. You know, they've, right. they've done an incredible job. They found an amazing staff. And that's the and key it, right there, staff. It's personnel. And that's something that I'm really, really passionate about is personnel, leveraging the right people to do the right things. And that's what I see so frequently, Andres, is, is gym owners trying to leverage the wrong people to do things for them or and burning people out. You know, you hire a coach, then you want to use them for social media, then you want to use them to update your web page, then you're like, hey, would you clean? And then all it's like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, I just want to, I want to, I want to scream. Like, yeah, they're saying they can do this. They want to pick up extra hours, but you're really putting someone out of their zone of genius. And I see this over and over again. They wonder why they have a high attrition rate. They wonder why they can't, like their gym, their coaches are unhappy. They wonder why they end up having to do all the things themselves again. It's like, I keep putting, giving other people tasks and they keep coming back to me. No one can do it as good as me. It's because you're handing things off that don't belong when those people's specialties, they don't belong in their wheelhouse, if you will. And I started to see these patterns over and over again. And I got really passionate about multiple areas of productivity, staff placement, understanding working geniuses, all these things that really make for a dynamic team and really allow for the owner not to become the mayor. You know, I used to say you want to be the mayor of your gym. Like you, you come in, you shake hands and kiss babies, but more of to become the orchestrator and designer of how you want your business to be. And that may mean you're coaching full-time, like, because every gym owner has a different story of why they ended up in their gym. Some of them did, are owning a gym because they love coaching. And when you take them out of coaching, they're miserable. Some people open a gym because they love fitness and they hated coaching and you put them in coaching and they're miserable. And so <laughs> I'm sure you've seen this with talking to gym owners. It's a very common place. And I just spent a lot of time trying to crack the code on and learning from industry experts and talking to folks like you and other people I've networked with and really learn what the best things and what the best systems and organizations and services that gym owners should be plugging into to really leverage their genius. Yeah, the cracking the code, it doesn't come like, hey, I just want to crack the code. No, it just comes with natural progression. And you just shared this, a beautiful story of this natural progression of things that you're able to learn through those the hiccups, right? Oh yeah. Through this ride. And, and this is like perfect segue because it goes into my first question for you, Scott. Ready? Sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, life's a roller coaster and business is no different, as you know. And it takes ups and downs. It, it takes you for different turns. So in a roller coaster, there's rails, there's tracks to keep you in line. So for you, in your progression, evolution, right? I think you're loving that word recently. I, we were talking, you're using that word a lot. Your evolution, what has been those, those rails, those tracks that has helped you stay in line and focused, right? Be able to accomplish the goals because your track's going to end somewhere. Where is it going? But what are those tracks is super important. So I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. My tracks are other people. So one thing, the most successful thing I have done is align myself with people who are searching for the same things as me and may have some other 
skill sets that I can learn from and then I can teach them from. So there's this really fine balance of surrounding yourself with the right people. So that's been the evolution. That's been the roller coaster tracks for me is like be around people who are far enough ahead in the areas that I'm weak in where they kind of pull me right back in line. And this is something I'm pretty passionate about. So I see a lot and I'm going to speak directly to gym owners. I see a lot of gym owners joining masterminds and, you know, coaching groups and such. And I am a huge fan of that. But what I see even more of is those gym owners joining a mastermind or a coaching group and never leaving that mastermind or coaching group. I think that is a huge mistake. I think you have to grow to the point to where that system has taught you what you need to learn. Those friends, if you have amazing friends, they're not going away. You're not leaving a friend group. I hope if you are, then you're in the wrong place in the first place. If you leave a mastermind or a coaching group and, and everyone dumps you, like that's your true sign that you're in the wrong place. But I see so many gym owners stay inside a circle without diversifying, like stay in. Sure. Pay your dues, do it, you know, pay it forward, become a coach for them, do those things. But you, what I've seen is that stagnation. So for me, it's never stagnation. I'm going to move like, you know, I just recently made a move into a different mastermind. And it basically said, I'm going to put myself in a room of people way more successful than me, way more like I don't belong there. And so I did that. And my learning, I, I noticed this curve. It just was like this massive steep curve of, oh my gosh, there's so many things that were just below the surface that weren't able to emerge because I didn't put myself in the place of people who were going to pull that out of me. And so for me, it's not getting stagnant in who I'm using as my propellant. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, who, and so question on that exactly for, and I'm not, obviously the answer is going to be, it depends how long you're going to be in that mastermind for everybody. Right. But answer for yourself, like how, for you, how long do you see yourself on average staying in a mastermind? Well, some can be years. Like right. I did one two years ago that I was in for about eight months and we accelerated past the, the basic and they put us in the accelerated group. And what we realized in the accelerated group is that they hadn't spent the time to really build it out. They just had a bunch of people graduating the other one. They needed a place for people to go. So they just threw it together, put a coach in place. And we're like, wait a minute. There's not growth happening here because there's nothing in place. And so you really, once you start moving through the levels, if you aren't getting exponentially more accountability, exponentially more strategy, like exponential, because at that point, when you've capped out on where you're at, if the next step, in my opinion, is not exponential, you're just slowing your own growth. And so for me, it's as soon as I've kind of hit this, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm out earning everybody in this group. Or I'm in a totally different industry than everybody in this group and we're not giving each other value. That's another thing I'm really big on. If those people inside of that group or and this is another reason I leave coaching and mastermind groups is if they don't reciprocate. And so I've been in mastermind groups where the owner or the guy running it won't refer people to each other's business. He's like, we don't do that here. And I think that's an, a lack of abundance mindset. It's a massive lack of abundance mindset. So now when I look at a, a service or a mastermind, I'm like, has anybody come through the ranks and built up and caught and doing what you're doing? And if the answer is, yeah, yeah, we have guys that have built their, I'm like, that's good. That means you are abundant minded. That means, you, you know, like you're cool with that because do you really want to throw out all your growth because of somebody's limitations on what they believe or somebody's fear of you outdoing them? So Really, it's this abundance mindset. If I start to see that abundance mindset capped, or if I start to see like, 
hey, we're just buddies in here. And that's about it. There's not like these real accountability people like saying, hey, wait, 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 wait. Like that's the wrong thinking. So those are like, look, I change a couple times every two years and every time it's been the best thing I've ever done. That's good. And I like these little triggers that, hey, if I'm out earning everybody and- You're in the wrong place. And you're in the wrong place. I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with like, hey, but I'm in the mastermind for myself. I'm not here to help everybody. That would be my own mastermind. So if I'm there for myself and our business, then there needs to be like people pulling me up at the same time. I'm helping somebody, but it's, it's got to be in the middle somewhere, right? Can't be like, right. hey, I'm a, no. Yeah, I love it. That's good. That's so good, man. You know, by the way, you talked about owning the gym. How long did you own the gym for, by the way? I only owned that gym for a year and a half. I carried okay. on as a personal trainer and small group trainer for, I think, like four years after that, you know, under a business. It was a legit business. Yeah. But that was by design. Like I was able to do it. You know, I didn't have the big brick and mortar anymore. It was just a change in lifestyle. And, and I was able to not be doing the grind for a few years financially. So I just enjoyed that journey. So it wasn't long. And the funny thing is, is it was really interesting because as I started to work with gym owners, I realized that some of them will be in business for three years and still be struggling to hit like their first goal for gym members. I was at the place where I was like, I've got enough. How do I now leverage that to make more money? Right. And if you think that that's selfish, you're, you're doing like, I'm sorry, but, but business should be paying you well. Like, I mean, that's another thing that I see a lot of gym owners and I'm not trying to call gym owners out. I just want people to thrive. And one way to thrive is to be financially successful. And if you're in the business and you're one of those folks saying, well, earning more money is selfish and wrong. I'm here to change lives. I'm like, well, why don't you focus on changing your own life in the process? Because you can change lives, other people's lives and your own life. So I really challenge people in that thinking, but I was, I did very well in that very quick time. And, but looking back, my systems weren't as good as they could be. So I have noticed with other gym owners, what happened was they have been in the same position I've been and they get a big head and then they start to lose things. So I think I was fast. If I hadn't sold at that time, I think I easily could have really suffered for a year or so after that to learn some of the lessons. That's actually, I love you, what you just said there, because you reminded me of the ego. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I have my ego. You gave me an ego coin. I have it right on my shelf, right above me. Dude, honestly, I refer to that. And you know, that the, one of the things that I learned when I, it's just funny, when you give something, you also, also are receiving something. Cause by getting you that, I actually realized I went more deeper into the ego and learning. Mm -hmm. the, and so it's like, oh my gosh, because what really replaces the ego, cause it's a facade. It's not real. And it's confidence and being humble. When you have those two, you don't need the ego to protect you. You have confidence and you have humility. So beautiful part. And I just remembered about that. Can I go a little deeper oh, on please, that? Oh, please, please. Because yeah. I, I think I forgot my point that I was going to oh, say okay. because I went into another rabbit hole. But yeah. I love, please, it leads the way for you. I think life is a series of tests. And until we start passing those tests, we're going to have to redo them over and over again. I don't think they're succinct. Like I might fail the ego pat test and... I have failed the ego test many times and I'm starting, Hey, look, I'm going to be 50 next year. So Congrats. I'm starting to see patterns and I'm realizing that when I have not handled a season well, that season always comes back around. And so I found some real ego seasons where I'm like, Oh, I could have, you know, done this and that. And that's why like 
understanding ego, having that coin up there means a ton to me. Reading a book like Ego is the Way or Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. And then immersing myself in like patterns of history where ego has destroyed people. Mm. This is just one example. I feel like there's a lot of tests there. I actually feel like there's nine tests, but that's yeah. precise. So <laughs> it is because um, it's someone else's teaching that I follow. But right. the point here is, is as business owners, we go through these tests so often. We might go through a test of prosperity where we're having a great month. We're crushing it and we get comfortable. And as soon as we get comfortable and we think we are crushing it, you probably haven't passed that test. So guess what's going to happen? You're going to have a fall and then you're going to have to build back up. And then you're going to be given that opportunity again to repeat. What are you going to do when you get to that success point again? Are you going to be like, this rocks? I'm awesome. Look at me. I should be leading masterminds. I should be leading groups. I should be telling people how to do their business. And then guess what? crumble again. And so, you know, I believe that if people understand that things are a test, they'll always be in an assessment mode. And as a business owner, this is really incredible. I was on my morning walk a few, a few weeks ago and I was like, man, things are going so well. And because I had these tests in top of mind, I was like, oh, 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 things are going really, really well. And so then I went into strategy mode. What's happened when to me in the past with my business, when things were going really well, And I started to like really contemplate, oh, I did, oh, wow, I could have so easily slipped back into that. And so then that introspection and that review, and then like saying, here's the markers I have to watch for. Here's the patterns that I cannot fall into again, because I will fail this test and I will be back to the miserable morning walk where I'm like, crap, I lost eight clients. I don't know what to do. I'm in loss mode. I'm in fear of failure mode. And so- I mean, by the way, that those are real because I remember having a conversation oh. with you, Scott. I mean, that, that happens. That's yes. real. And funny enough, you know, I called you on, during that time and, and we got to chat and talk. Having the right people around you is so important because it's, then you get sucked in your own voice that may, might not even bad. be your own voice. That's yeah. like not real. And it's like, this is fear coming and, in. Oh. And I would say- you know, if there's any theme, it's like get other people in your circle. Right. You know, I have you, I talk to you, I talked, I have a group of men. Right. I have surrounded myself with people who are going to call me on my own BS. Goal is a beautiful word to hear when you're scoring on the soccer field. This last World Cup was won by Argentina because of one important player. Yeah, you got it. It was the goalie. He secured the win for the team. And in the same way, ReviewBiz platform will catch negative reviews before they go online. In addition, it helps you score and promote fresh new reviews so you can crush the competition. So don't let those big box gyms take your clients. ReviewBiz will help you build your online presence and turn your own members into your best sales reps. Get your first five reviews for only $1. All you got to do is go to reviewbiz.io forward slash try to get started. By the way, you have a group of men. Can you talk about (laughs) your men? And because you have, you put on events and and you do such a great job. And and I have to go to the one. I say you have such a good job because 
of what you're putting out there and what people are saying about it. Yeah, talk about reviews, right? Testimonial, right? People are saying great things about these events. And that's why I'm saying that. I haven't been to one, but I will next year. Awesome. The events are basically, the Brotherhood of Fatherhood was born out of my own errors as a business owner. My very first business, I literally engrossed myself in it and was tied up in my own my identity was wrapped up in my business. Mm. And I took a look one day and realized that I didn't know anything about my wife or kids. I'd really, really drifted because all I was doing was working. And this is a real great warning to any business owner. And so I actually made some massive steps and I'll spare you the story, but literally decided to go into debt $350,000 overnight to get my family and time back. And so through all these lessons and years later, I developed this brotherhood of fatherhood because I see other entrepreneurs making this mistake over and over again. And it really affects how you are as a father. It really affects how you are as a spouse. It really affects how you are as a friend. And so I developed that. And now through overnight success, AKA three years, I have been able to put together our first event last year. It was incredibly impactful, but it was almost all gym owners, men. Uh And because that's been my circle forever. And we came together and we really let down on our, our social armor. We really talked about the things that matter. And, you know, I had had a gym owner friend of mine take his life uh, just over a year ago. And so for me to be able to then dig into some of the things that are real in entrepreneurs' lives, real in fathers' lives, real in, you know, men's lives who have some sort of leadership aspect was really cathartic. It was very, very, it's almost like my life's mission. It's my, it's my life's work. It is the meaningful work in my life. So yes, I do events and I make them fun. I make them deep. We have a lot of free time, but we, a lot of time to bond, but we do really kick-ass activities and, you know, do physical activities and do fun skill activities. But yeah. So thanks for bringing that up. Oh, no, for sure. I mean, listen, I I believe in it. So I want to promote it and, and we'll put it in the show notes and It'll give us all those links and things. So that'd be yes. great. I love that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, dude. It's been, um, you've been talking about, you know, th- these obstacles and the challenges mm-hmm. that men face, but can you talk and we kind of go back, bring it back to the, the gym owners and can you recall an obstacle or challenge that you've had in your business where you actually were able to overcome it, but you didn't think so. Right. And that, that might be, you know, Something simple, or it could be something very complex. You know, you can go as deep or as you want in this one. Well, I think something that would relate to everybody, anybody listening who owns a business is loss of customers. Right. That's a massive obstacle. There's multiple obstacles that come from that. Number one, your loss of revenue. Number two, it digs in your soul a little bit that you let somebody down. You feel like you failed. Number three, there's a fear of money, like the loss of the money and loss of the revenue, which is real guys. Hey, look, like understand, I get that a hundred percent when you lose a client and you're like, okay, 10 more clients like this. And I can't afford my groceries, five more clients like this. And I can't take my wife out on dates or my, my husband and I can't go to that comedy show we want to go to. It changes your life. And so for me, this has been like a battle of epic proportions But what I've learned to embrace one, you got to do some mindset work. And if you guys haven't, like I, I'm going to throw out a referral here to someone that I, I took this course called in enlifted E N L I F T E D. It's designed for gym owners. It's designed for coaches and it's all on your stories, story work. It was designed for gym coaches. 
I took that and did that work and realized the stories I was telling myself in my head, I realized my own limitations based on the lies and fear of loss is a lie because really what I found when I change this, when I've looked this straight in the face, when I have a loss, you know, I'll lose a thousand dollar a month revenue or maybe it's 500 a month revenue. Mm -hmm. And I'm like looking at this in the, instead of focusing on that loss, I'm like, okay, what opportunity does this open up for me? Holy cow. So I had had to work so hard on a, a lifetime of mindset, fear of loss mindset. And I think a lot of us probably have it and look it straight in the face, walk directly into that storm and say, okay, how can I go head first into this and take it head on without being in fear mindset? And what's happened is I'm like, I changed the dialogue in my head and I say, okay, what opportunity does this give me? So the last time I kind of went into this hole wasn't too long ago. And I really, I'm like, I don't want to work out and I need to work out and this sucks. And this is going to sideline me all day. Instead, I was like, no, I thing I need the most is a workout. So I, I prepped an incredibly difficult workout for myself and I got out of that negative. And within that hour, I was sweating bullets. It was, you know, it was a CrossFit workout. I, I went hard. And within that hour, I had several business ideas, revenue generating ideas that I could implement immediately. And the switch flipped. The only difference was the fact that I got out of my own head and I got out of that fear cycle and went right into not problem solving cycle, but I opened up my mind, got out of the reptilian brain, which we so often like it's called the amygdala hijack. Your amygdala hijacks everything and goes like into this okay, you lost money. How are you going to survive? It's that survival, right? And so you got to have tools to get out of that. A lot of that's breathing. A lot of you guys know about breathing, but I have been able to start to break those cycles. And what I found is a loss almost always equates to a new opportunity that's even better. And so that's the biggest one I've been kind of working through the last six months. That's great, right? Doors close and it's opportunity. You, you got to view it as opportunity. That door closed. You wouldn't be seeing that, that open door. How many times as a gym owner, you know, I feel like I have many more years of gym ownership because I was so tied in with so many gym owners for sure. years. I would say so. After. Yeah. And I, how many times has that person left? And then all of a sudden you're like, well, I loved them, but all of a sudden I have four new clients or I replaced one with six. What happened? Or that class is so much better now. I love that person, but they were zapping energy in X, Y, Z way. So that's the focus that has to happen. That's the place of growth and where we, we stop looking at it as a loss and start looking for the benefits of it. Now right. we can't always have a loss be a benefit. Well, you know what I would, it's that old Chinese proverb about the guy whose horse breaks his leg and then his son can't go. I don't know. No, the horse box. Anyway, this is really cool Chinese proverb about a, a horse coming to somebody's property and uh -huh. then his son breaks his leg and the guy's like, oh, that's good. He's not going to go to war. And he's like, maybe. And it's this maybe if we look at every situation that happens, it's like, no, I don't know what's going to come out of this. But if I'm open eyed, I can find the good that's going to come out of this. I butchered that. No, proverb, it was, it's it was a really huge. good. One. It's a great mindset to have. When you're looking at something and perspective is hugely our reality. If yeah. the perspective on something is going, you're going down this rabbit hole of, oh, woe oh, was me. Forget it. You're not going to yeah. see the light at the end of the tunnel. You're going down that rabbit hole that's, that has no light. 
Well, let me be really clear. I'm, yeah. you know, I, I kind of generalize a lot. Like gym owners go through this, gym owners go through mm-hmm. that. They think this way. Like, let me say something. It's every business owner, but true that the, uh, the what I, I want to speak directly to gym owners, having seen many really successful ones who've been successful for a long time, and then many who struggle over and over again. It's literally that outlook. A lot of it is the outlook of like keeping a positive mindset and not always trying to hoard and keep and save everything that's happening right in front of you and control it. Um, there's something I tell men all the time and my wife and I work with married couples and we tell them the only thing you can control (laughs) is you. So here's a visual practice, get in some sand, get in some dirt, have a long stick and just turn yourself in a circle while that sticks in the ground. It's going to draw this really tight circle around you stand in it and take a picture, take a picture of your feet and make that, have that available on your phone. And that's a reminder. Anytime things are not going the way you want. Go look at that picture and think the only thing I can control right now is the individual inside of that circle. That is it. I have no control over people leaving. I have only thing I can do to keep people from leaving is improve myself. The only way I can keep people from, you know, not getting results is by controlling what I have control of. I need to deliver better. I need to better improve my mindset. I need to, you know, like this is where I see the difference between big winners in business and people just making it. Yeah. And it's, it's to extent like extreme ownership, right? From Jocko. It is. Right. It's beautiful. And it's, I've been talking about that for a while. And so it's good. I love that, that picture of drawing that, that circle, you know, and, and taking a picture because you can print it out, you know, don't keep it in the phone, put it somewhere you can see it. And, and when you have the tough times, there it is. Just stuff makes, what are you going to do next? What's your next move? Forget about everybody else's move. I love it. I love it. Scott. So with the fitness industry, you've seen, I mean, you've lived many lives in the gym industry, right? Your own and many other countless ones. In your perspective, what is the biggest issue right now in the fitness industry? And we're, you know, we're, we're in the 2022-2023 world. What do you think we need to overcome so we can grow stronger Ooh, in the fitness industry? That's a tough question. Ooh. I don't think that things have changed a lot. <laughs> Yeah, think, you know, COVID brought in, first of all, the people that survived COVID are, you know, I commend you all or who took the opportunity of COVID to, to grab up more fitness or businesses, whatever. I commend you. Right. That was incredibly tough. That was the separator. That was the big separator. I was talking to somebody yesterday, uh, not to sidetrack it, but they're like, I'm still recovering from COVID. I'm yeah. like, gosh, serious. no, no, no. They that took on true. so much debt. It was ridiculous, man. And I'm going to say for a lot of gyms, that's still it. And there's a lot of fear that's kind of wrapped in that. And there's a lot of, I mean, debt sucks. I mean, even the EIDL and the, what you know, anytime you take help from somebody, I don't care who you are. It takes a bite out of your soul, right? <laughs> like I had to take help from the government now, like, ugh, that's it. Hey, I don't care where you stand politically, but it's kind of dirty feeling like, I couldn't provide for myself, but like, look, your, you were, your hand was forced. And so I think coming out of COVID is real for people. Still, there's still people that are still working to find that pre COVID member baseline. Yeah. They're like, if I could just get back. And so, you know, I think some of that's still fear-based it's still people get out of the habit and then leave. And then so many home-based things were started at that point. I think that's a really tough question. I think the build back is still hard. I think the raising in prices is really hard and 
I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say people not raising their own prices within their membership to adjust for the inflation that's occurring mm. is probably a real internal, you know, journey, a real internal fight, but it's also a financial fight because you, all of your costs have now gone up, but you haven't raised your, your rates. You don't want to be that guy raising the rates when everyone else is raising the rates. It doesn't make you evil. It makes you needing to survive because if you don't do that, you might lose your business and then you can't serve anybody. Can't serve anybody. That's yeah. so true. Right. And I fight that demon. I mean, there's clients that I need to raise their rates and I just, I'm like, man, I just love serving these people. I don't want, I don't want the risk of losing them. I don't want them being upset. You know, I get it. And I have to put in two cents here because, Hey, it's not about raising the rates. It's about how do I bring more value, right? Yeah. How can I give more value to my current members? And of course, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to raise rates. Yeah. So it's like, Hey, listen, I'm not just raising rates. Like in software, we don't just raise rates because we feel like it. Hey, we added more iterations. We made yeah. this software so much better. So now you don't have to take, worry about this, this, and that. And now you can free up your, your time or your it's, money investment on something else. It's here. cyclical. So when you aren't, your rates aren't high enough for your members, you stress. When you stress, you can't serve as well as you can when you're, mind is free. So you actually are adding value. If it's enough to make a difference where you're not stressing. I remember a moment when I was in my gym and I was stressing about the money coming in and a client's card kept declining. And I still, to this day, I'm really upset about how I handled that because I was so fearful of the money part that I was super distracted. I remember the class vividly that I was coaching. I was so distracted. I was not delivering a good product. And this happens a lot with gym owners, especially if they're they're coaching, they get distracted by the business things. And that really eats into that coaching moment or that like, I am all eyes. And some people are just naturally talented at putting everything aside and really feeding into their people. But there is inherent value given back when the prices are raised, if it's reducing some stress in, internally in you. Yeah. The stress level. Yeah. It's, a body at, at, in stress is open to disease because they're not at ease. And so yeah. If you're sick, you can't service your customers. Right. And so that's huge. I think that's, that's what I'm, I'm getting from, from what you're saying and, yeah. you know, mindsets, all that physical. Yeah, no, it's, it can definitely, cause I think you become the, you are the, the not the hero, but you, you are the, the champion. If you're not a champion for yourself, you can't be a champion for somebody else. You can't yep. lead them. You can't. Yeah. So that's good. I love it, man. I'll tell you what, I enjoy just talking with you and I'm glad that we have this podcast to as opportunity to talk. And so what has been some concepts and practices that you embrace that help you get to where you are today? You know, like, yeah, I know you, I could probably answer for you, but I'm not going to do that for you. <laughs> and obviously, you know yourself better than me. So obviously yeah. I want to, I want to know more about you. You know? I think a lot of gym owners do this already to a point. For me, it's interdiscipline. It's my own discipline. It's putting systems in place. You know, you talk about the rails on a roller coaster. I talk about the bumpers on a bowling alley. You know, pull those bumpers up, have bumpers in place. Some of those bumpers are really defining your time and shutting things off. Be intentional with your own personal time and with your family time. A lot of gym owners... And guys will say, well, you know, I'm doing cold ice baths, cold showers. I'm doing really hard workouts. I'm making myself harder. I'm making myself more resilient. All right. Harder to and kill. Hard to kill. It is harder <laughs> to kill. But I would 
I did had a real realization last year because I do all those things. I had a real realization is that these guys that I knew, as soon as we got into an emotional, psychological, relational difficulty, they crumbled. They absolutely crumbled. They were hard physically, soft mentally. And so for me, it's the mental training. It's the always working on how I see things, always working on being a better man, better person, better business owner, better friend. Those are my my focus. So it's a lot of the inner brain subconscious work that I've done. And I think that's where I really find the real growth happening for relationships, for business, financial, all of the above. Love it. And this is that's it. It really comes down. I mean, this is the mindset and the people around you. That's what it really yeah. I'm hearing it. Yes. Loud and clear. So one of the last questions before we go into our our fast five. And so right. the last question I have before we go in there is what would you say inhibited your growth? And what would you invest in more so you can get there faster? Because obviously, like, listen, hey, I can make a million dollars in 25 years. Cool. Mm-hmm. But if you make it in two years, that's more impactful, right? And I, I just used the easy financial aspect of it, but right. obviously growth in many different areas. What would you say are the things that maybe inhibited you that you would say, hey, you know what? I need to invest in this thing so I wait, I can grow faster. The more I invest in personal mentoring, coaching, and systems, the more I invest in learning from other people and being guided, having other people as guidelines for me, it's incredibly uncomfortable, by the way, for me. The more I do, the more I earn. Every sing- and the more I, the better I grow in my faith, the better I grow in my marriage, better I grow in my business. So it's, it's spend to get there. And that's really hard when things barely making it. But I'm telling you, the ROI on that is beyond. If you do it right, if you take your time, research who you're going to invest in, make sure that their values align with yours, you are going to go nowhere but up if you engage in it. So it's always investment back into myself and my team. Makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. It jives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. So, all right, ready for the fast five? Yeah, I have no clue what they are. So this all right. be fun. Oh, beautiful. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't look at the notes. No so worries. Shame on me because I told you how to make those notes. <laughs> you did. You did. <laughs> and oh, ma- so maybe, funny. maybe you say, I, I think you, you're so good on the camera and on audio that You'll be fine. I'll be you'll, fine. You'll be fine. I'll be, fine. You'll be good. All right. Ready? Uh, yes. Who is an influential person or people in your business journey? Oh, you know, I'm it a, doesn't have to be just one. So I don't, I don't, it, I'm it not changes. Yeah. It changes. It's very, very evolves. It's usually an author. It's usually uh, someone I'm reading and really diving into for a while was Ed Milet. And then it was, you know, for be, long before that, it was sometimes I need a, a real boost and a real kick in the pants. So it's Andy Frisella, but really, it's always changing, but it, it depends on the season that I'm needing. The most consistent, quite honestly, if I have to, be, if I have to be honest with everybody, is the Bible, Jesus's story, and serving, and just all the tenants. Like, look, that's a success book in itself. If you yeah. really look at it, that's a success book. Yeah. So I'm going to just say that's my pillar. Yeah, it's a good pillar because I think uh, everything derives a lot from from there. So. Oh yeah. I think that's that's key. That's great. Next one. What's one thing you wish you had known when you began your business? I wish I'd known the investment return if I had had a coach. Coach, yeah. On all of my businesses. Right. I could do this. This is my business. I could do this myself. I know yeah. how to do it. I'll Always. figure it out. 
all on my own. I'm so smart. <laughs> I'm so I can do this better than everybody else. <laughs> the ego yeah. creeps in. It's the ego. Yeah. Awesome. And then talk about books. Um, what's a, a book, a podcast, a blog, some kind of media you consume that positively has impacted you in recently? Because obviously through your whole life, there's so many. Uh, yes. But just recently, what's one that you, you can stand out? I'm going to take an extra second and say, stop reading so much books and really dig into the books that you are reading. Get everything you can get out of it. So for me, the turn of the tides is reading The Obstacles of the Way by Ryan Holiday, really bringing it back to, hey, like, how do you see these things? But a real, a real good one is The Gap and the Gain by um, Dan Sullivan. Insanely good to help you see the gains you have instead of focusing on the gaps. Wow. So The Gap and the Gain recently is... Get it on audiobook as well because there's a lot of conversation between him and his co-author in there. Oh wow. I haven't mm-hmm. haven't done that. So it's insane. Gap is good. the game. The gap and the game. Oh, the gap and the game. Wow. Yep. Okay, cool. And Sullivan. That's good. Uh, obstacles away is definitely one that's makes yep. sense. And so it's good. All right. Two more. And so do you have a favorite online tool? Not a trick question. Just <laughs> just name one. It could, it could be simple. I use so many online tools. I actually use something called Things Three. And what I is it called? Things three. Oh. And it's a productivity app. It's actually an app, but I use it online mostly. And it's a productivity app. I've built a personal operating system with the thanks of Nathan Holiday, who was my leader through level method years, um, the startup I was talking about. But that one is all productivity, never losing a thought, keeping things cataloged and organized and prioritized. So I've coached several people teaching them how to use it and how to build out a personal operating system. And so that's definitely one that I would have a hard time not using. I got to check that out. Check that out. I just uh, started using Tango okay. for documenting processes. Oh, yeah. And just like sharing people. Okay, this is how you do this. And it records my my voice mm-hmm. and it also my screen at the same time. And it just yeah, I, used, I used one called it. Loom. Same oh. idea. And uh, those are like, yeah. like literally for a business owner, anytime you do something, this is a nugget. Anytime you do something, it's on your computer teach it while you're doing it yeah. and record it because then it can be created into an SOP and then someone else can do it. Right. Yeah. yeah. If somebody's asking the same question all the time, you need to do that. Like that's oh, it. Yeah. Do it right now. Right now. <laughs> Whatever comes into your mind. Yeah. The next one is what's one habit or practice that you believe everybody will benefit from the need to do? Gratitude. You can't Ooh. hear it. You hear people talk about it all the time. I have you done three years of deep, deep gratitude work and it is next level. And don't just do it rotely. You've got to feel it like deep down inside. Like I will break out laughing when I'm doing my gratitude, right? Because I'm so excited about my relationship with my wife or where my kids are in life. So feel it and do it consistently and do it two times a day, morning and night before you hop on anything that gives you a dopamine hit. That's email, uh, social media, whatever. Just like take care of business first. Gratitude. That's huge. I'm happy I, I, I asked that question and, and it's not a setup, but I have this in my, in my pocket. So that's awesome. Gratitude, gratitude rock. rock. <laughs> yeah. The power of that is so insane. Powerful. So powerful, dude. Love it. Oh my gosh. It's awesome, dude. All right. So that's the fast five. And Woo-hoo. then the last like signature question that I have for you, if, if you could go back in time and share one piece of advice with yourself, what would that be? And you know what? I should probably say, like, if you can go back to like when you were eight or nine. Yeah. Right. I think that kind of brings it down like eight or nine. That area, you're very susceptible. You're open to 
So ideas. Yep. And if if you saw yourself from the future, you'd be like, oh my gosh, that'd be the, the coolest thing. <laughs> yeah. The advice would be don't buy into the stories that other people are telling about you. So don't buy into the things people say about you. I was very moldable. People, you know, someone would make fun of me and I lived in that and I became a victim. So for me, it would be like, really know who you are, which is hard at eight, seven or eight, but don't believe the naysayers and don't give any time or credence or effort or mental fortitude or thought into anybody who doesn't say anything but great things about you. I love it. I feel like you just signed the yearbook for yourself. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that's a great way. I need to go break that out and write that note in there. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. awesome, dude. That's awesome. Love it, man. Scott, thank you so much for sharing with our audience and thank just you, being who you are, man, and, and keeping real and strong and the way you do. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, I'm so glad you got to hear from my good friend, Scott. Man, he was so on the money when he spoke about working within team members' genius zone. It's so important to work with people than using them. I really like the fact that we should find people who have a common goal, not just like-minded people. It's so important to find a group that is on mission and you all have similar goals. It's so good. Also, let's not forget how a loss can equate to a new opportunity. I love that one. Guys, also, I would love for you to hear what stood out for you. So go ahead, drop me a comment on Instagram. You can find me at meetesco. I'd be super grateful to hear from you. Also, if you still need to do so and you thought about someone while listening, go ahead and share this podcast with them. I want to thank you again for your time and attention and listening to our show. Remember to follow or subscribe if you still need to do so. Our next episode is going to be with Liz Suarez from F45. I can't wait to have you listen and I'll be seeing you next time in the growth zone. Our show today was brought to you by our incredible team, starting with production from TSE Studios, music consulting by Tyler Schmeling, our lovely guest coordinator, Anna Ponce, and focus juice from our project coordinator, Mauricio Murillo, and myself, Andres Escobar, as the host. Thanks to ReviewBiz for sponsoring this episode. And if you want to get the most out of your review strategy, then go to reviewbiz.io forward slash try so you can get your first five reviews from your real members for only $1.